Oh man. Uh, man, this is a podcast you just downloaded. You just clicked a button. And you you picked uh you picked download or something, and then you picked play. You made those two decisions at least, at least those two. I hope you did it on purpose, cause you're you're in for something, okay? This is a uh, episode fifty of the greatest podcast in the world, Secret Skin. Oh my gosh, 50 episodes, folks. I have talked to President Obama, Ayatollah at the same time, Dennis Rodman, uh, Martin Luther King III. Uh, I talked to Papa Wu, man. We just got here by accident. You got to go through them archives. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. On this 50th episode, we have joining that list of luminaries, one Jean Grey. MC out of New York. Man, she's been killing it for years. More about her in a moment. This being the 50th episode, we're going to celebrate with some listener questions. The first one comes from Matthew Chaco. He says, the major plot point was uh, from, I'm sorry, I have to read better. Last night, I decided to spend my last evening watching the live-action Masters of the Universe movie in Netflix, a film I wasn't even interested in at the time of its release as of its release as a seven-year-old He-Man fan. The major plot point was a cosmic key which opened dimensional portals when a tune was played. Specifically, the tune was the exact sound played at the beginning of each Secret Skin episode when American public media is mentioned before the main theme. Is this some stock sound effect used by the movie studio and the podcast? No. I uh, was poking around online one day. I found it and I stole it. And my hope was, a hope that's been dashed numerous times, not just now, that no one would recognize it. I mean, I am a He-Man fan. And I actually liked that movie a lot when I was a kid. I had a a Panini sticker book of it. And I liked when uh, Skeletor was in all that golden stuff. He looked like one of my... uh, my grandmother's living room decorations. My grandmother had a um a velvet painting of the Last Supper, and you can plug it in, and then it would light up. And people wonder what's wrong with me. Um, I have more user 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 mail from the Scandinavians, the um the skin intellectuals, those with. Skin intestinal fortitude. This next question comes from IG88. I've noticed a lot more beat production coming from you lately, and IG88 is an awesome producer, by the way. I know you have been grinding on your production chops for a while now. What, when uh, was the breaking point where you felt comfortable with not only showing other humans, but also releasing them onto the internet world on various projects? Pardon me. In the middle of reading that question, I was attacked by Phantom Gas. 
this. Um, I've been making beats like since I had my first computer when I was in high school. I had some program where you could put uh, things into a grid and it would make noises. It's a lot like Fruity Loops today. Um, I've made hundreds of beats in my life. At some point, I realized that um, as production techniques got a lot better and a lot more nuanced, that uh, the time that it would take to make beats and make them as good as the people around me that were dedicated to making beats could make them uh, was going to take too long. So I just decided to focus on rapping at that point. Um, but I'd always been a closet producer. I've made uh, about 78% of the beats you've heard on this podcast, like the one before I interviewed Obama, that one, the one where I, um, I remixed Hell to the Chief. That was me. Most of these beats are me. This beat right here is me. And I'm sorry, you guys, about this beat. I meant to like make a good beat because this is the 50th episode, and I tried, but then I made a beat without a bass line. And for that, I apologize. Um, that's enough of that beat anyway. Uh, it's the 50th episode. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. You guys have been so supportive lately, man. It's awesome. Like, uh, Secret Skin has been in, like, the top 50 music podcasts on iTunes for, like, the past month. It even got as high as, like, 20 once. And, I, like I said, I pay attention way too much. Far too much. So, uh, you guys keep subscribing. Actually, just subscribe once, I think. We'll do it. But let other people know so they can subscribe. Um, get your grandmother's computer. Um, log into her iTunes. Delete all her Lawrence Welk and then subscribe. Um, and ratings on iTunes and that stuff helps too. Uh, hopefully five stars. But, you know, however you feel is fine. Uh, yeah. And then I got some dates coming up. I'm going to be playing L.A at low in theory on the 30th of this month i'm gonna be in south by southwest way too many days um i'm starting off my uh my 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 journey not a journey because i want to be there so it'll be a journey my adventure there i'm gonna start that monday playing with the uh onion av clubs showcase at the betacuda like i said last week a bunch of times and i'm playing wednesday night at the betacuda with the um wichita records showcase and there's like three other shows I'm going to put on, put up a graphic pretty soon. It has all that stuff on it. Uh, and that's all leading up to the release of Hella Personal Film Festival, me and Paul White's album that uh, you can pre-order now at mellowmusicgroup.com. And um, yeah, that's coming out the 25th. So get it. Let the internet know that you intend to purchase this thing. You can purchase it in advance. All that stuff helps. Um, if you're going to buy it, you can buy it ahead of time. Um and there's vinyl in their CDs. All of that is ready already. I have some. They both sound delicious and look tasty. Um, and all of that can be pre-ordered at mellowmusicgroup.com. I'm going to be in New York City as well on uh, April 13th with Lush Life and Uncommon NASA, who has been a guest on this show. I interviewed him right after Genghis Khan. Right after Genghis Khan and um, right before the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. That would think those are episodes like 36 through 38, something like that. There's a, a secret menu, a secret menu to Secret Skin, a secret skin you, if you will. So if, uh, if you look at iTunes and don't see all the, the names of the people I just mentioned, that means you haven't subscribed hard enough. Oh, subscribe and support our sponsors. All of that uh, helps us out. And uh, here's 
My talk with the one and only Jean Grey on the 50th episode of Secret Skin. Um, I came across her music when she went by What What with a group called Natural Resource when I was in high school. Um, and I talked to her about that because me and my buddies were really enamored with this one song and found out that she produced it too, which is super awesome. Uh, and you guys are going to learn something about me in this episode. One of my uh, One of my dark secrets that anyone who travels with me knows. Anybody who lives with me knows, but all you all who think I'm super sophisticated, you're in for a shock. There's a secret radio hour, folks. There's at least 50 hours of it. And here's another one right now. Thank you for having me for episode 50. I've been chasing you down since episode uh, 12, I think. Yeah. I don't know. That's really true. No, it's okay. You didn't no, make yourself hard to find or anything. I only tried twice. If I could swim a thousand lakes to bring your life back, I write that, but infinity can't rewind facts. You are divinity. My primitive mind was struggling just to understand the meaning of life. Forgive me. I never told my mommy. I couldn't break a spirit. She always wished her daughter extraordinary thinking. So I traveled alone. Young, 16, got in the habit of not staying at home. Doing a sad walk like Bill Bixby, a dollar fifty. Trips to the hospital so the Medicaid could fix me. I couldn't eat shit. I, I like it when people um, don't know how to find me and then contact me through Facebook messages. No. That is Which the is, worst. I don't yeah. look at my Facebook because Facebook is creepy. It's the devil. So I don't I don't do that. Yeah. But I you know, uh episode fifty is good. Um fifty's a good year. Uh like the year fifty? Yeah. Yes, a lot of things happened. I don't remember in any the of year them. 50. I don't know nothing that happened. No, did you know that your uh, your i your uh, your iPhone calendar goes back to year one? I don't have an iPhone. Really? So I have. I'm Team Android. Oh, yeah. well then you can't uh, time travel. I'm sorry. So uh, maybe I can. Who knows? If this is is this. Why does the calendar go back to the year one? No reason. Uh. Someone, I posted it on my Instagram and someone was like, maybe you can put things like, yay, fire today. Wow. But. That seems like 340 kilobytes of space you might be able to use for something else. I feel like it is. Yeah. Like a, another food delivery app. Do you, you roll with more than one? Um, no. I took all of them off. But All of them. But except for Grubhub. I love Grubhub. Because I like them. Yeah. Um, I like whoever's doing their marketing, their online marketing, and uh, they're not dicks like Seamless and their new campaign. What? Uh, Seamless has a dickish campaign? Seamless has a really dickish campaign that's like, um, why are you cooking? Uh, you don't drive anymore. Why cook anymore? And so basically steering people away from like, don't cook. Oh, that's, so yeah. That's cooking is whack, and right. you shouldn't be doing that. So, so don't know how to sustain yourself. Don't, right. Yeah. So don't I be self-sufficient. N- exactly. I see. Do you do you typically notice like marketing campaigns? Like, is that something you're kind of yes you're trained on? Um, I really like uh, smart, witty marketing, uh, and people who aren't trying to you know make me feel dumb. Mm. Um, I I really like I don't like we don't have a Sonic around here but I really like Sonic's ads I like the two guys, the two in, the guys car. in the car I do like the guy that's typically on the left I, yeah I, no I'm they're sweet great. on him they're great yeah I um, like him the little he's like a little dumber than the yeah. other one I like, I like <laughs> there him. are but it's it's witty it's good banter yeah. it's clever um, 
I love, still love all the Skittles ads because they really, really push it so I, far. So Skittles ads make me uncomfortable. They should. I, should I, they? I love that they make you uncomfortable and it's candy. There's no reason. There's no reason. There's no reason. And at this point, I'm. it begs me to ask, does my discomfort help sell Skittles? No. Well. um, Maybe. <laughs> it makes me like the brand. And, I understand that. Um. I would, if I had to choose between Skittles and Starburst, I'm like, yeah, I'll go with Skittles because right. they're kind of assholes. I, I dig that. You know, I'm researching. When I research people's interviews, I go listen to all the music and go look at all the stuff. And, um, I'm sorry. Kept, no. Well, we'll talk about how amazing yeah. you are later. <laughs> but um, one thing that kept leaping out at me, especially like on Bandcamp, all those projects, those album descriptions. Yeah. I love those album descriptions. I love the language with which you talk about your own product. Mm-hmm. And I love that typically at the end of them, you include some sort of compliment for the person reading it. Like, you're smart. You're, you're awesome. Good good job, you guys. You're sexy. Like, what? You, you look like you've been working out. That's nice. <laughs> That's so That's nice. Fantastic. Thank you. How, uh, how, did, how did that develop? How did um, you start doing it? I, I like to, you know, thank people who are being involved and, um, you know, th- like that little message is one thing. Um, but of course, if you actually buy the album, then there's, you know, everybody gets like a letter or an email um, every time I remember to write one. And every like, individual person who buys one? Yes, handwritten. You're kidding. I am kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. In a, in I was about to e- feel really horrible about <laughs> no. the horrible way that I treat my fans. I send them all cookies <laughs> and... Um, no, I, I, you know, make sure to send an email and just be like, hey, thanks, you guys. Especially thanks for for the people who spend money on things. Yeah. It's important to it be is. like, hey, no, that was worth it. I appreciate it because I'm not able to do these things unless you guys buy more things. Right. Um, but I started looking at everybody else's band camp and I'm like, okay, like, what would I want to see here? And there were a lot of people that were like, hey, you guys are awesome. I was like, I like that. As like a fan, it. I want to be like, Thank you. I am awesome for liking this. Um, And, you know, uh, even thinking of other ways to, I think when I did um, number five, Mm -hmm. um, Sarah Benincasa had said something on Twitter and she was like, this is a great album of fuck music. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is an awesome quote. And I was was like, wait, why can't I use quotes on my Bandcamp page just like just people like do anywhere Steven else. Steven Spielberg does on his VHS right. cover. So I was like, let me pull some quotes from some people and put it up there and just market it totally differently. That's why fantastic. not? You can do anything here, so why not just try it? It could work, it could not work, but alright. How do you feel about rap music right now? Oh, right now or just in general? Both. Hmm. Um, I don't have... I, as a weird question, because I, I I think the question is how do I like what rap music is right now at its current state, or <sighs> no, how do I personally feel about rap music now at this point in my life versus the way I felt about it? I think there is a comparison question there. I that question popped into my head when I read your description of uh. I swear to God, mm. uh, you were like, it was nice to rap. Sometimes I forget I'm really good at rapping. 
And I'm, you it know, was. And, and, and it was great. And you, and you rap your ass off. But, you know, and I think somebody who's been rapping as long as you have and have done it so many ways and the good it's so much, um, has it been rewarding enough that you still love it like you did no. when you started, right? No. That's, that's what I wanted to get at. No. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a very interesting and kind of, you know, sad, melancholy thing to come to. Sure. To, um, and I, I, I've definitely described it like this before, and being in a, a relationship where you know that you're going to love something and it's never going to love you back yeah. the same way. And at a certain point, you have to be like, okay, all right, am I just, that would, I, I can't do that to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that in the middle of that happening, there was the chance for me to discover um, really going into other things that I wanted to. So many of them. And then being like, it's okay, it's fine. Um, and this is definitely not something I wanted to do uh, past a certain age or you know live the the that portion of rap life that I would want to do in that way so the impetus to try other things like writing other styles of music yeah. like doing video tv kind of stuff was that mostly just because rap at some point stopped being as fruitful of a thing to put your energy into um I think it was I I think I felt that way earlier on hmm. and then I was like I really really need to start actually really putting my energy into these other things instead of like I I've, I've always been doing them but if I don't go uh full full force with these things then it's going to take way way longer. Right. So having to make the decision to be like oh man <laughs> it's it's going to suck to be like no I'm not going on tour. How am I going to make money during this time? But I have to jump. I have to make the jump. Um, Or else I'm going to be 50 and be like, oh, man, where's my... I really don't want to go on this rap tour. (laughs) And I don't. I definitely don't want to do that. Um, When you started doing um, Life with Jeannie. Yeah. um, An awesome web series that you... uh, produce how much how much of the creation of that did you do i know you're the star i'm assuming you wrote a lot of it i wrote all of it wrote all of it yeah are you sure you're fine with taking a book hey no okay yeah no okay wait no you're not because it's it's fine i can go by myself i just thought it would be fun if it was both i told my boss that i had to take my cat to the vet because it has malaria you don't have a cat oh i do and that cat has malaria i'm pretty sure you don't have a cat I've told this story three times today. All right. You know what? I'm going to stop in some of these thrift stores over here. Hurry up. I'm, I'm getting done. Did your I'll see you uh, involvement go past that? Was there other things that you did too? Was it just the writing? And no, it was too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was writing it. It was uh, all the other episodes besides the first one. Shooting it. Really? Um, it was uh, editing it. You it was putting it? the music together. We edit, which I, but I really love editing. And had I had... Oh, you want um, those special alien people that <laughs> like editing. I really, really like editing. Oh. It's if, if I have the time allotted um, to do what I want to do, which is why I like doing things like kill screen with like, you know, the split second frame yeah, yeah. cuts. Like, I really enjoy editing. Um, I'm really harsh on watching TV shows. 
because um, you're now and being like, what is that? That is not even the same shot. That is ridiculous. <laughs> who who edited this? Or being like, that was great, great cut. Just oh, um, but life with Jeannie, it was something that I was I was entirely too far ahead of myself, and I had no idea what it was going to take mm-hmm. um, to pull that off financially, time wise, my my mind melting out of my face wise. Um, <laughs> I was like, I can't. I could imagine you, because, uh, you, you know, going and making a web series is not something you can kind of just sneak out quietly and do, no. right? You're going to have to let people know. Yeah. Uh, and you want to let people know. You want to let people, you know, ultimately you want people to look at it and watch it, enjoy it, and, and uh, in some senses help you create it. Um, but coming from where you come from in rap, I'm sure there were a lot of people that doubted you could actually do this because rappers talk shit a lot about what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, um, did you, did, I mean, was there any particular ridicule or, or weird doubter, hater shit that you encountered before you, before you got that going? Um, from people not involved in, in rap music. Sure. Um, movie making friends. And they, sh- were they were like, trying to shit were on like, you. really? Really? Okay. Wow. I was like, ah, okay. Well, that's cool. Um, we just don't have to ever be friends anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I didn't like your stuff. Anyway, um, no. There, I mean, yeah, there, there were definitely a couple of, of people being like, don't do it. And then there were also a, a few people who uh, kind of watched it and were like, I don't understand what's happening. And I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? Um, it's not the same thing. I thought that was going to be like a laugh track and, and uh, or a yeah, more <laughs> like surrounding, like, I don't understand what's happening. What do you, I was like, they're, jo- they're jokes. They're, they're, t- these are jokes. And, and it's, it's actually, it's, it's the kind of humor, the kind of presentation even that I really appreciate, especially as a person of color. Cause I watch a lot of, um, <coughs> movies on Netflix. <laughs> so much ginger. It's all good. <laughs> it's good for you. But um, I watch a a lot of, you know, uh, movies on Netflix where the cover has the little Sundance thing on it. And it's like, okay, this is obviously going to be a well-written, tender, precious movie. (laughs) But it's all white people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Um, We were scrolling through the Netflix uh, thing the other night. Um, I got to the African-American movies that's not what i'm calling it that's what it's called that's the category <clears throat> african-american movies and um you just know from like looking at the picture you're yeah. like i'm not gonna enjoy <laughs> this film <laughs> uh my favorite uh genre of african-american netflix movie is the him him her movie oh Really, really like those covers. <laughs> They're just so good. I like the ones where it's two guys obviously just busted out of jail. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Those are also good. Yeah. Him, him, her uh, busted out of jail. Um, Jesus save us somehow. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, and um, uh, damn, something along the lines of got to get out of the hood. Got to get out of this marriage. Oh, got to get out of this marriage <laughs> yeah. is also good. Um, yeah, and it, but but I thank you for bringing it up, and 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 it, it's important. And yeah. going back to doing life with Janie and right. going, and and doing other projects, um, 
that are especially uh, not centered on what would be considered an African-American topic right. because that's ridiculous. Um, it's really important to me. It's really important to me for us to see ourselves in some other stories. Exactly. And in, in, in not to say that those things don't happen, but hey, also other things are happening. So, so, you know, that's the thing. The, uh, the mainstream culture, right. which is white folks, they yeah. get so much of a wide spectrum of behavior to exhibit exactly and characters to play in movies and and modes for these movies to operate in mm-hmm. and one of my favorite modes of movie operation or film operation is just conversational and that's what i really just enjoy conversational about your show it's just conversations yeah. between people that was, move a story along it was it was very important for me to write a lot of uh dialogue and right. and dialogue not necessarily just between women or we're not doing a fucking test and we're talking about dudes right. but just women and men and right. and just other things it can be silly or it can be really dark or right. it can be something else um so in going forward and not just working with Life with Jeannie, but in working on other projects, it's super important for me to be like, hi, can we can we talk about, I don't know, the, anything. Anything, um, something. Uh, the Thoughters that I'm working on is um, deals with. What is that? The Thoughters. Nice. Um, uh, deals with uh, imaginary friends and kind of the idea of um, them trying to break away from their creators. Wow. And... Uh, Dealing with the idea of religion and but but going kind of you know mixed media with some um, uh, live action and puppets and also but like why why are we not able to do these things? Why is it not expected? And why is it not expected? And when it happened, you're like, what? What? That? You're weird. (laughs) So, I think I would say this: my feeling about rap now. Mm -hmm. I think there's more of an acceptance to be, quote, weird. I agree. And I've been called weird and random for many, many years. And I'm like... Before it was cold. Yeah, before. <laughs> I'm like, well, first off, random doesn't mean anything because then everything's random. Right. If you're just not... Uh, if you're not in the context, then it's random. Um, and weird, nothing's weird. It's just... Like those are relative terms right. based on something that people are uh, agreeing is some sort of normal, even if they're not saying what yeah. it is. Yeah. And and I think uh, rap culture has has kind of pushed that boundary um, lately, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Did not see that coming. Uh, is there is there is there rap music that's exciting to you right now? Feel free to say no. <laughs> I will not. Look. I, no no no. Like you know, it's it's. You know fine. why? I've I I don't listen to a lot of rap music. I'm, Honestly, not that I'm not up on everything right. that's out, and not that I'm I, I'm not enjoying it, but I don't. I really don't have a lot of rap music on my playlist. I and you can ask me about a lot of rap. Be like, yeah, I know what's up. I know what's going on. Um, but I don't. I've never been like that. Mm. Maybe when I was like fifteen, I smoked you, a lot of weed. <laughs> when you started in, in, in natural resource, what? How old were you? 17 yeah that's when i used to listen to like yeah. all rap that you know like it was a lot it was rap. a lot of rap yeah. i had a lot of rap but i still listen to other stuff but mostly rap see I, my thing then was i was i would always go 
back and forth hardcore between genres. I never mixed them up. Like now I'm like mm-hmm. an adult. So I feel like I don't have to not let my food <laughs> touch <do>. anymore. <laughs> I can mix it all up in a bowl if I want. You know what I mean? I put all my food in one mason jar. <laughs> exactly. But you know. One so- piece at a time. Family dream with me under city lights, pump the light, and scream is right to work it out. But y'all ain't hearing it. Words travel deep in your spirit alone. I cruise the block and use the box and serenade the moonlight with the speakers. Niggas lean back, deep in your seats and feel me. Clicks and crews and hoods and gangs who love it. I'm loving you dearly. Keep hustling, juggling, pressure, life and success. Those who made it debated until another's death. We've I want to ask you about your rap persona. Because yeah. from what I've learned about you, knowing you. Yeah. It's not much separation. It's the same thing. It's the same person. Yeah. And so that gives you a certain vulnerability, especially when you talk about difficult times, you talk about emotional things, yeah. you talk about highs, lows, everything. Has that vulnerability in your music ever uh, created any issues for you? No. I think it probably makes my life better. Um, I think I'd be a different person if I didn't have... Um, that necessary outlet as a, a a form of talk therapy. Was it always like that for you? Yeah. Hmm. Um, um, really super early on. And I, I mean, after just like writing stuff, I think the, the first two full songs that I wrote were really harsh <laughs> and you, very well, vulnerable i may have not i made probably didn't hear those yeah. songs but what what was the subject matter of them um the first uh full song i wrote as you know, i was like oh, i'm gonna be a solo artist now uh it was called keep living okay um and it uh tackled my my uh my brother's mental illness and my dad's alcoholism um, and being super broke at the time and relationships. It just kind of went through it. Cash and all my niggas who chill on the app. Let's keep living. Grew up a child of an alcoholic. Sister to schizophrenic and already inherited one and they both are genetic. When sun falls, I gets no sleep. Nights is filled with party and bullshit. Bacardi and pull clips just to deal with it. Got a full heart, but I don't feel with it no more. I have fury, a woman who scorned. Just live my life like the X-Files and trust nobody. Forgetting everyone. Now I'm just forgetting the money. And, but especially it's because I was coming out of natural resource and right. I was like I don't you know the reason we split up I was like I don't want to make party songs mm. that's cool I, I, we should definitely party but like every song can't be a party song right. um, and then I was like this is what I want to do and I think everyone was like oh yeah no that's that's totally not a party song at all <laughs> you, should, <laughs> you should definitely <laughs> go, go be by yourself yeah, you do that over yeah, there okay I see as as your music progresses, you've gotten uh, a lot more, like, you, you're exhibiting many different more talents. And we talked about, like, the visual stuff, mm-hmm. the film stuff, the I Love, Life with Jeannie, not I Love Jeannie, Life with Jeannie. Um, you've also started, like, producing your stuff more. And I don't know if you'd always done that. I did. Okay, you'd always done that Always too. done it. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, um, producing before I started rapping. Really? Um, so I was, well, I was DJing, and then I was like, I'm, I should just make beats. Okay. So 
even like uh, hanging around uh, Kuali and them, and yeah. every, we were like maybe 14, 15 years old. But I brought everybody beat tapes. Nice. So I've been producing far longer than Were you than producing under else. the name What What as well? Uh, under Run Run Shaw. Okay, nice. So um, all the stuff that came out of making records, yeah. like uh, baseball and uh, Pumpkinhead's dynamic records and um, thought of Bad Seed stuff. And uh, it was a lot. Word. Doing a lot of stuff. You produce the song Baseball? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And and I think at that point it was, I didn't want, for some reason, I was like, I don't, I don't it doesn't have to be under my name. Everybody else uses an alias. Um, and I don't want them to be like, Ooh, check out this girl producer. I right. was like, it's fine. Just leave it. Yeah, man. Me and my homies in Chicago in yeah. high school, we would be running around B-E-I-S-B-O-L accent on the old go. Yeah, that was the shit. I have seen an increase, in, at least from my vantage point, in you presenting songs and formats that aren't necessarily hip hop. Yeah. Uh, different kinds of songwriting, some pop songs, some funk stuff. Yeah. Um, is that new? No. That's not new either. Um. I uh, I was doing a lot of a lot of that stuff and I didn't exactly know how to put it out. I see. Um in the middle of things and I'm like I think this might it's the early 2000s. I'm like I I'm already confusing people enough. <laughs> if I do this, what is going to be like we don't know what's going on here. Um and it definitely still wasn't the the format where you could release stuff on your own. Right. I was recording all these things on my own. Um and have, you know, all of these uh, tons of material just stored up from years and years. And I'm like, but there was no place to put it out. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you go? And I'm like, mm, hey, Fat Beats, want to do one off with this uh, cover of uh, Marvin Gaye's Ego Trippin'? <laughs> and they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> do you have Evil D on anything? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Let's just do that one. Um, so, no, I, th- I, I had to kind of be really, I was really, really excited that there was finally a place where I was like, I can do whatever I want. Thank you technology for catching up and letting and affording me, you know, the, to be able to put shit out. Well, and you've talked about having a fan base, maybe somewhat segmented. There might be old fans Mm -hmm. and there's a newer crop coming in. Did you have any reluctance presenting these yeah no not at all <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say do you have any reluctant fa-? yes i no. do have reluctant fa- <laughs> they're very reluctant and they do not like it and they let me know well i'm wondering just on your side as a creator when you know okay on this project i'm about to hit them with this shit yeah do you have did you have any extra nerves about how, about how these things might be received since you do have a fan base that kind of expects different um, sometimes? not nerves but um concern about sales, I think um, it's it's I, I recorded Cake or Death a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it was too much to put out at the time. Right, nobody else was doing stuff like that, um, and I was like, "What's gonna happen? What are we gonna do with this?" Mm-hmm. Um, and for a fan base that's so that wants to be so hip hop purist with yeah. me, how do I transition them into doing other things? And I was like, "Let me just go." kind of ease them into it um so work on these other projects that aren't necessarily you can't categorize them throw in some rap things Mm -hmm. 
And then we'll get back to cake or death at some time. Nice. Because they, they need to be walked into it. It's something I've always tried to deal with. It's something I've always tried to try to come up with ways to preload people into expecting a little bit more. As, as pompous as that might sound sometimes, yeah. it's like the reality of what we do yeah. or the reality of hip hop is that there's these lowered expectations. Yeah. You know? Um, where do you think they come from? If you had to venture a guess. Oh, society. Just society? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, and, you know, if you think it's low for you guys, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. This is, this is hard. You know, I, actually, I, <laughs> it, it is, it is. It's gotten better. But it's amazing to me because I've noticed this. With female rappers, and I've noticed it with female comics, mm. and I've seen it. I've seen it even more pronounced in comedy because yeah. um, you can kind of watch people at a show. Guy, guy, guy goes up, yeah, and then a woman goes up, and you can watch certain segment of the audience just tune out, just like, tune just out, not just just like, immediately shut down and be like, "Oh, I'm not interested in this." Right. I'm like, well, how did you? And 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 I think it's it's kind of always been that, and been like, I'm not interested in that. I'm like, but you haven't. How do you? <laughs> how could you possibly? What? How know? do? How the, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> right. But it's it's the same thing as you know. And I I hate sitting with people who are like, oh, I'm not gonna try that. Right. Or, and it's food, and you're like, but just fucking try it. I mean, that's me, honestly. Like, I'll, I'll really? T- I'll tell are you, you that I'm, person? I'm a whore. Like. Whatever the opposite of a foodie is, that's what I am. Oh, I, just, I just don't care about food. But it's not like, uh, it's not necessarily categorical. You don't, I just, this you is don't what care I do. about flavors? What's your problem? I do, but this is what I'm like. What? Let me tell you what I'm like. Let's say we all went to a restaurant. Uh-huh. I'm pouring over the menu. I pick a thing. And it may not be a thing I've ever had before. Okay. But I pick a thing. And that's the thing I want to taste. I don't want to taste nothing else. Oh, you know what I mean? Wow. That's just kind of how I am. I don't know why that is. But that's So so you're you're these people in the audience I am, now. Except yeah, except that Mike, when it comes, this is terrible. When it comes to I didn't arts expect this entertainment, from you. I kind of want to tell you to get out right now. Well, I'm sorry. Damn okay? it. I, that is disappointing. And I get this reaction all what over happened? the place. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> what food <laughs> hurt you? <laughs> what happened I, I don't know but it's to, to, in my mind and i and there's nothing else that i really treat this way um because arts and entertainment i'm typically very open yeah yeah food Ooh. isn't food is included in arts and entertainment not in my body it's oh, not damn it's it. really this crazy is terrible it's really crazy. what do you okay what do you not what do you not eat like, i just what don't, do you I don't just eat adamant? pork and beef i just don't eat pork and beef but, but are, are so no like specific uh, well i mean if some shit looks gross to me i won't eat it well and i know a lot of shit that's, that's, that's a delicacy looks gross yeah and so i won't eat it i don't eat shit that looks gross i'm not mature when it comes to food i think that's you have a very immature palate then well i i don't know if that's necessarily or you're just immature about finding new things and trying them in food yes that's terrible yeah it is i'm just very not i'm very not grown when it comes to when it comes to trying i don't i don't have the thing in me to just like try that thing i don't have the thing in me and all of my homies that tour are like 
Oh, on oh, tour, on tour. What, 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 what food do you eat? Whatever the fuck is around. Like I don't, I don't. Okay. I'm very. Like, you don't like go to the McDonald's if you're no, like in the middle of France or I, something. I don't, right? uh, actually, when Japan, what? when I was in Japan, okay, I that's ate shit out of McDonald's. That's different. Yeah, that's I was in KFC and McDonald's nonstop. Really? When I was in Japan. Yeah. Nothing else. Well, I ate other shit because okay. I couldn't strictly go to those places. But I didn't. Okay. You know, I, I just I get weirded out about food that don't look like food that I typically eat oh, it kind of messes with me Ooh. <laughs> this contempt that is growing on the other side of this table. i thought we were friends i know man I, I, i'm oh oh i'm growing it's hard but what i was saying about tour is this yeah uh i got homies that soon as they land in the place they're on yelp like what's the tightest shit around yeah here? i want that I'm yeah like, no you yeah. know why i don't want to stand in line not a thing there's not a but then you don't the know and this is why people don't come to my shows mm, okay for that please, reason please draw this parallel for that for reason me. what because they don't want to say and, I'm, and i'm like hey there's a bunch of stuff that i'm doing that's new and mm-hmm. and whether it be you know i'm putting on a play or i'm doing a talk show um or i'm doing a rap show they're like eh I don't, I don't i'm not really in the mood for that and i'm like you're not in the mood for what you don't even know what it is <laughs> right. how do you know you won't know I would un- un- unless you get there. I would, and I would think that I have a kind of a, a tried and true, hey, I've given you some good stuff. You got, you it's got not little, gonna you got, be- You got a quality brand. It's not gonna be shit when you get right. there. I would be excited to come to your weird whatever it is show. Mm-hmm. You called it weird, see? I would not be yeah. excited to eat weird new food. Same thing. I don't know if it's the same, same thing. Because I would go to the show. And I would be you're, excited. I would be you're, you're, putting in the it, you're putting it inside of yourself. It's all the same thing. Ah, it just does not. It mm. doesn't strike me in the same way. It just really doesn't. Like I have a, I have some weird. Yeah, food no, I see that boundaries. I see I that weird food. He's boundaries. doing weird hands I right am. now. Weird he's shoulders, doing ninja hands. Weird wrists. He's, and doing, he's, fi- he's tai chiing <laughs> off the food. <laughs> I'm so happy I didn't cook today. God <laughs> would be so mad at you. I'm so glad we had this conversation. I would be so upset. Oh, well, you know, you can only get a certain amount of these kind of reactions from people before you realize I have a problem. You know no, it's I mean? fine. I have, I, have a, I have a very, very good friend um, who has sworn off her uh, liking of every kind of food mm. and generally is a, um, like she won't eat chicken on the bone. Don't know what that means. I've had, like, I've had a couple like, moments. I've had a couple weird moments with chicken on the bone. That's but I love gross. chicken. But it's I'm, it's not called chicken on the bone. Just it's it's, it's just it's just chicken. I, I was just saying that because you said. I'm it, saying okay. it because she said it, and I was like, "What are you saying to me right now?" Um, but whenever she stays with me, or whenever I I go, you know, visit her, yeah. I she has let go. She's like, "What whatever it is you're making." Or she'll be like, I don't like these things. I'm like, yeah, you do. You Just shut up. <laughs> and totally cooking for him. She's like, oh, no, this is great. I yeah. love it. What is this? I'm like, see, what is wrong with you? We got a chef in our family, and that motherfucker's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if he makes the brisket that everybody's raving mm-hmm. about, I can't eat the brisket because it's the beef. I don't eat the beef. <sighs> you know? Why don't you eat beef? Uh I stopped eating beef when I was in college and I got really into meditation and mm-hmm. yoga for like two years. I was like, and then I kept reading that like, you know, 
red meat vibrations or some shit was oh, was you know gonna fuck up my practice yeah okay and i just stopped and i hadn't eaten pork since i was like 13 so i was like fuck it i just won't eat either one of them right you know and i just never have really since and that's it yeah that's all <laughs> that's rough man it's cool though because <laughs> i can no. eat hella chicken on the bone you can <laughs> I, I i yeah no i've i've um been vegan been macrobiotic okay. and um raw phases. foods juices yeah. um but then uh, i think at a certain point in my 30s i was like i'm just gonna eat whatever it is my body is like you should be eating this yeah. now yeah, yeah i hear that and that that's a great way to go work. about things yeah one last question no i'm sorry um skittles that might be a good answer chicken on the bone actually either one of those will work you work with a lot of talented people um like three maybe it's just three rest um, of them questionable well <laughs> you work a lot with Kelly chris you work a lot with uh tanya morgan mm-hmm. um sunny moon mm-hmm. have you ever as much as you fantasize about killing any of them and also fantasize about branding branding them branding like with a cattle prod maybe oh. but i i wonder has there ever been any thoughts of putting a name to a collective yeah 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 and what happened um i think i've i've been in enough mm. um situations i feel th- i feel that i think uh it was in in probably up until last year and um uh, and and a couple other people that I were like, man, I I really want to pull them into this thing and definitely not start a record label because I would never do that. Because <laughs> get the fuck out of here, no. Um, but just a general collective of people, and I was like, but then I remembered what I had said uh, when I was younger, and everyone was like, I was like, oh, um, come be in um brooklyn academy or mm-hmm. come being and i'm like I, I don't have to be like in it <laughs> um just <laughs> just you guys like i'm here right and you know that i'm here and you can call me anytime right. uh and i think i'm i'm far more comfortable with that situation and being like we don't I'm, I, I, it sounds like I'm a flighty person in a relationship being like, why do we have to call ourselves anything? <laughs> Let's just be. Um, but I, I think it, it, it works better that way. I think, you know, there's a, a, a bunch of people that it, it is an amazing collective of people. Yeah. And I think it's, it's very, guys, it's very wide and very interesting. Y'all look tight. You know what yeah. I mean? Sound good together. Everybody's yeah. got different roles and shit. Like. Yeah. I think I think we're all doing things, and yeah. we don't. Um, for me, I don't necessarily have to put a name to it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of what we do, and I know who I can call upon, right. and um, and and they do as well. I got to tell you, in my life, because I'm in a phase right now where I'm. I was recently in a collective, mm-hmm. kind of uh, went through some things. Mostly dissolved, at least in terms of how everybody knew it. Yeah, and that had to happen. It that ran its course. Um, and it's fine, but like now I'm in one of those phases where like, damn, I really missed having all that context. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think I think that can be there without it. Like mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, without even trying, like we found ourselves in the same group of people. Right. I think um 
that just naturally happens right. when things are supposed to happen. And it you're just, like, oh, it's you again. It, it just, oh, you know, I but see. It makes it easier for everybody else to deal with us, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I miss. Yeah. I miss having this thing to point to. And everybody was pointing at the thing. So then when it came time to, like, talk about stuff, people had a place to start that wasn't their fucking imagination. I think my deal is I want them to use their imagination. And I'm I so think I don't, I don't need... <laughs> <laughs> not as not as much as me <laughs> i i think i want them um to not be able to define something because i've been defined so much right. without my authority without not me saying that's okay i'm not saying that's okay right. but you're putting me in this box I so see. as much as i can leave that open i leave it open that's real hi ninja well that's a, i think that's a that's a great place to close what gotta, i mean this time you know, you're going to be on the 100. Mike is going to eat some tripe now. Really? Some. That, uh, that's what I got to do before I can some, leave. Some elderflower oh, essence tripe. I don't know what it is, but it sounds <laughs> nasty. Um, tripe is horrible. Anything you want to let people know about uh, in the short term? Um, well, this is uh, episode, 50, episode 50. So, unfortunately, this is one day after the zombie apocalypse. Damn. Um, but they're shit. not even hearing it then, right? Oh, no, oh, they, the this is the last thing. Power, this right. last thing that's broadcast, wow. which is why would you do that? But the, thank let's, you. Let's give them some t- some pointers. Uh, some pointers. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't 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 shoot off a lot of guns. Not, don't want to do that. Not all. Uh, of them. Uh, noise attracts attracts oh, zombies. Okay. okay. Um, uh, move fast. Uh, if you see someone has more skill than you, shut the fuck up and try <laughs> to follow them. <laughs> you try not to be uh, racist. There you go. In the zombie apocalypse, it never really works out. It doesn't. Um, if you see Rick, go with him. <laughs> he, yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, that is an advice just for the zombie apocalypse. It is also advice for life. It is go advice for life. And don't be racist. Go with Rick. Don't be racist. And um, yeah, check out the show show if you are in New York at any point. Uh, dates will always be updated on my Twitter, on my Instagram. Um Come see it. It's a really good show. It's the thing that I have the most fun doing right now. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. yeah you should man. be on it. I but I don't know to. when you're going to be in town. I never know when I'm going to be here either. That's weird. It is. You should, you got to fix like a real schedule for yourself. Something like that. Just around food. Yeah. Make it around food. My life will be better here very shortly. Good. Yes. I'm very excited. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gene. Thanks Thank for inviting you. me in. Thanks for spending an hour talking shit with me no, over your uh, kitchen table. Thank you. Thank you. So that was episode 50, folks. And that was me speaking with Jean Grey um, in Brooklyn, New York. And that was you guys uh, learning about me and my dietary habits. Um, thank you guys for, like, once again, for letting people know. All you um, skin intellectuals, uh, skin instagrammers, uh, keep your skin up. No, that doesn't work. Keep your skin up. It's like I was going for keep your chin up. So they say keep your skin up. And if your skin wants to be down, you should probably just let it be down. Like, that's fine. Like, respect your own skin. The moral of the story this week is respect your own skin. This is episode 50, folks. Um, Yeah, thanks you guys for listening to all these hours of me talking to people. Uh, My new album with Paul White Hella Personal Film Festival will be out March 25th you can pre-order that at mellowmusicgroup.com 
Um, yeah, and I'll be in Vegas this weekend, and it's a Neon Reverb Festival, and then South by Southwest, and then L.A. at Low End Theory on the 30th, and then New York, April 13th. If you live near one of those places, you should come by. If you're listening to this, I imagine uh, you might enjoy it when I do rap tunes in front of folks. You might know a couple of them. Come have a party with us. And by us, I mean me and your friends. All your friends are going to be there. This is the Secret Radio Hour. This has been 50 of those. Goodbye. <laughs>